The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Cooks every Thursday from 10 to 11. We get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. My guest this morning has been having fun in the kitchen for a long time. Not that I'm trying to point out that Mary Cody is old, but you have such experience. And I don't know, you were in the kitchen when I moved here three (laughs) decades ago and still in the kitchen. So you're really clearly still having fun. Yes, I am still having fun. Mary Cody's restaurant in on Alaska, across from Dash Park in the Grand uh, Grand River Land, Great River Landing, uh, open for lunch and dinner. Still, by the way, still looking for a breakfast cook. Anybody that's listening that wants to have fun in the kitchen in Mary's kitchen should stop by and talk with her because it really is a lot of fun. It is, and we absolutely would love to open up for breakfast again. I would love you to open up for breakfast. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. In the meantime, catering is a huge thing because everybody knows how delicious your food is. That's always cool. It is, and we've been super busy this summer. Um, still have some openings for the fall and and oh. winter months, but um, move it yeah, or lose it. Yep, yeah, that's about what it is. Move it or lose it. And you it. can um, even uh, utilize the restaurant if you have a small group, up to hundred people. To have a party or oh, cool. an event, a retirement party or right. baby shower. My showers. backyard isn't big enough. Can we just have the party at your house? And that's we exactly can... what happened one day. <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised at all. You have all these tables and chairs and can we just have the party in here? That'd be great. That's right. And it happens. Mm-hmm. You just have to, you just have to ask. All right. So. So having fun in the kitchen. Uh, it's summertime. So that always, uh, Provokes you to create some new things and have some new things on the menu, which that is what we're going to be introducing uh, a few of them this weekend. Oh, cool. And then a new menu will be coming out within a week or two. Well, and that's that's what do you do that three or four times a year? Change up About, the whole menu? Yeah, we try to, to keep with uh, whatever's fresh. You know, you got to get rid of the summertime things and bring in the fall things and so forth. Correct. You're not so, sticking to the ribs in the summer when it's 94 degrees. <laughs> right. A little later. Then. Or the pot roasts. And, right. Yeah. Oh, I totally get that. <laughs> so anyway, the first thing we're going to talk about today is a mozzarella dog. So it's a mozzarella dog. Yeah. So okay. on a mini hot dog bun, it is a fried mozzarella stick. Okay. Uh, kind of Chicago style. So we have the green pickle relish, some oh. uh, diced onions and some marinara sauce. And again, topped with some mozzarella cheese. Awesome. So they they look fun. They taste fun. Uh, Warm and gooey. Yeah. I had fun conversation recently talking because it was uh, recently a national hot dog day. Huh. So I had some conversation on the air about hot dogs and the the uh, in fact, the the, que- the conversation started with how do you like yours grilled or boiled? <laughs> uh, because I learned that if you're only this tall, you probably prefer yours boiled <laughs> because if there's any kind of marks on it, that equals you burned it or you find out that grandma's don't look like this. They taste <laughs> the same, but grandma's are 
And then you find out that grandma put hers in a pot of water, turned the oven on and then went and did other stuff. And when I asked, how come you do it that way? Because I don't have to stand there and pay attention. I don't have time. <laughs> there you go. I don't have time to cook them. I just, you know, the kids just want them heated up. So boiling them is fine for them, not for anybody whose taste buds are beyond about 10 or 11 years old. So grilling was the key. And then what do you put on it? Uh, just made it exciting. And the same kind of thing with these sandwiches. In fact, even to the point where I was surprised because I grill my bun, a little bit of butter and a little bit of garlic and a little sear and put it on the grill or in the broiler if I'm doing them in the winter to get them toasty mm -hmm. and delicious. And people were calling saying, I never thought of that before. And I thought, what do you really? How old are you? <laughs> you never thought of that? Every kind of taste twist you can add, as far as I'm concerned, just going to make it even better. And did you get into all the different types of hot dogs? Um, well, uh, smoked dogs, skin on or not skin right, on. Right. Uh, big fat ones. Somebody said, can can a brat be a hot dog? No, not really. Because, you know, I don't really like hot dogs because I never know what's in them. Okay, well, then you got to start buying better quality hot dogs. Right, read the, direct, or read yeah, the ingredients. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, and I asked, a, I asked a, a guy once, a butcher once, how come your hot dogs are $9.50 a pound and I can buy a pound of hot dogs at the grocery store for 99 cents? And he said, well, the next time you're at the grocery store, read the ingredient list. And if it even starts with an ingredient whose name you recognize, I'll give you a pound of my hot dogs. <laughs> my hot dogs are 100 percent meat that you've you know, that come from the animal part of the animal that you actually want to eat. And that's a little more expensive. Sure. Made perfect sense. Yes. Yes. And, and they're the, so much better. Uh, just recently, I did a cater out that had Vienna hot dogs on oh. the menu. Um, Chicago style, obviously. Sure. So the poppy seed bun and the green, green, green relish. Uh, what makes a Vienna dog? I always thought Vienna dogs were just those teeny tiny. Um, they're skinny and skin on and oh. they are better grilled. Almost. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I like them really dark. I'm not sure I've ever had an official, authentic Vienna dog. It looks just like a hot dog, except smaller. It's it's longer and thinner. It's, it's okay. circumference. It's a okay, but basically it's a hot dog. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, I'll have yeah. to look for him. Chicago-style hot to, dog. Yeah, okay, I'll have to look for him, a Vienna dog. Hmm, okay. And, when it, yeah, and smoked, you can get a smoked dog, but boy, they're different depending on where you buy them. Smoke, everybody's smoke is a little bit different, yep. so that makes them tasty in that direct. Then on all the stuff you put on them. Correct. I got yelled at about, haven't you outgrown ketchup yet, Hayes? <laughs> no, are you kidding? I'm never. Ketchup for a long time was my number one condiment. And then as my tastes developed a little more, I realized that ketchup, unless you get it from another country like Irish ketchup, tastes different than American ketchup. Don't ask me why. It just does. But mustard from anywhere tastes. There's a million different kinds of mustard. That's right. There's not a million different ketchup. So I think I've... I haven't let go of ketchup, but uh, ketchup and hmm, what kind of mustard and onions and pickle relish and so forth. Mm -hmm. Chili dogs or jardinier. If I have a little olive salad, people said, well, jardinier. Have you ever had a mufalata? I think, isn't that the sandwich from New Orleans? Yeah. The big fat one. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff on it, onions and carrots and olives and olive salad, mufalata. Oh, yeah. On a hot dog. Never thought of that. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm fat because I did think of it and they're delicious and I eat them all the time. And these little mozzarella uh, dogs don't have ketchup, but they have the marinara sauce. Right. In keeping with 
The mozzarella. Right. Stick, That's obviously. right. Right. And they they're so cute. <laughs> do you do you and then when you serve them as an appetizer or a main, then you put a couple of them on a plate. Yes, as an appetizer, you get three of those little guys. Oh, with a a little garnish of a salad on the side. Sure. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So share them or keep them all to yourself. Either That's way, right. it doesn't matter. And they're a little more substantial. So if you aren't hungry for a uh, a meal that evening. Uh, right. It's kind of like a small plate. Right. Well, in in many cases, and I'm sure you found that, we just want to order two or three appetizers and a bottle of wine or, you know, have a couple of beers and eat a bunch of different food because your stuff is so good. I don't want to just order one plate of food and then have one delicious thing while I'm looking at that guy over there eating that thing. And I want some of that too. So turns into an appetizer evening. It's funny that you brought up the wine and uh, appetizers. We have a special that if you buy two of our appetizers, you get a bottle of wine free. Really? Yeah. So that's any two appetizers? Because you know <laughs> yeah, anything, any there's... anyone off the off the menu. Oh sure. Well, I wouldn't just. And obviously, one up. it's the wine that we're serving with this, not right. anything on our menu, right. but they're well, nice wines. Pairs well with the yeah, appetizers. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah. sounds, that's, so that's awesome. a fun, fun uh, promotion. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I'd probably be hard pressed to only order two because if there's well, two you, of us or four of us, well, I don't want a case of beer. I mean, a case of wine, <laughs> a one bottle of wine is fine, but I might get two or three or four appetizers because I only want, hey, I've done that with desserts before. Can we have one dessert and four forks? Because yeah. I just want two bites, you know? And exactly. It's, it's so tasty, but I don't want to fill up on the whole thing. Right. Cool. And this is the first thing that will appear on your new menu. One of one of a few. One of the, all right, cool. Well, and is it is it fun to change up the menu and then oh, yeah. have people come in and say, oh man, I missed out on the, my favorite thing was, Whatever's not on the menu anymore. Right. Jeez. That does happen. And sometimes sure. we bring them back. But um, we'll be talking about another appetizer that will be going on in just a minute. So. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And the menu changes seasonally based on what you can get Basically, that's fresh. Basically, yes. Yeah. I get it. And do your suppliers tell you this is probably going to be the last order well, of... sometimes it's a surprise from them. We can't oh. get that anymore. <laughs> oh, Hate when so that then happens. You, then you have to quickly quickly make up another. Right. Well, and I wonder how does that work into your catering thing? Well, we can talk about that in a minute as well. Sure. When somebody sits down and says, we'd like you to cater our anniversary in four months, then you've got to turn a bunch of pages over to see what kind of food would be available in four months. Because in four months, it's going to be winter and you can't get those orange blossoms because they ain't growing anymore. That's right. And, and prices change also. So. It's, it's a struggle, but we yeah. make it work. Right. Well, and I think at least everybody understands prices vary. Uh, the menu will vary depending on how far out you want to. But you're not going to suggest, hey, just wait until your event is only two weeks away. Then let me know because that'll be. No, no, that's <laughs> that's a really bad idea. That's right. That's you have right. a specific date when I remind people of that all the time. You know, there's there's only four Saturdays in a month. If you're lucky, there's five. So it fills up really quickly. Really quickly. Cooley Region Cooks, Mary Cody, my guest from Mary Cody's Restaurant in Alaska. I'll lick my lips, have a mozzarella dog, and uh, we'll come back and have some more fun in the kitchen because that's what we do on Cooley Region Cooks. Cooley Region Cooks every Thursday from 10 to 11. 
Get together with people who like to have fun, sometimes professional, often professional, but not always. I know you have, uh, we, we have listeners right now that like to have fun in the kitchen, then just do it for family. I'd love to spend an hour with you. All you need to do is talk to me. Let me know. We'll come in. We'll talk a little bit. We'll find a Thursday that works. Nothing else to it. Mike at WIZMnews.com. Mike at WIZMnews.com. We'll pick a Thursday that works. Heck, I'm all the way out at the end of September now. Even have some October dates and they fill up like we said before. You know, there's there's only four Thursdays in a month. They fill up quickly. And I'll get Mary Cody to commit to another fall Thursday before she leaves today. So, so come on in. The uh, uh, mozzarella dogs, Chicago style. <laughs> I'm sorry. They weren't very... Uh, popular. <laughs> That's why there's only a plate with nothing on it. <laughs> they disappeared. Oh, cheese dog. Okay. Chicago style. I don't know what that is, but I'll have some of that. What's this? Street corn. Ah, I love corn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to even eat the cob. <laughs> it's crunchy. That street corn is delicious. It's kind of crunchy. What was that? The cob. Really? Wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Do people eat the whole cob? I mean, they uh, eat the whole corn? Not necessarily. No? Okay. I mean, it's obviously cooked all the way through. And, of course, these are called riblets. So Right. Well, and you sliced it up pretty thin. So even though these pieces have some cob mm-hmm. along the, the uh, rib of corn, it's not a very big – it's not like a big chunk of cob to go along with your few Correct. kernels it's of corn. It's not the core, the core right. of the cob. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, you know, you had to keep the – Kernels on the cob. So, yeah. thus, um, it's. So, you got to do it that way. Yes. They look absolutely delicious. Well, they are. And we are introducing those this weekend also. Perfect timing because yeah. corn on the cob is, exactly. is a thing now. You were thinking about that, weren't <laughs> I you? I was. Not just a hat rack, ladies and gentlemen. That Mary Cody's thinking about what's growing right now corn on the cob. They look beautiful. They, yeah, they are. Did you invent this recipe? Um, did you have these some? And you don't have to. I, I know I that it's I the Mary Cody version. Event, event. You didn't make it up. Correct. I am, but you get sparked with ideas oh, that, sure. that come across your board or your research. Absolutely. Something. But you're right. Then you twist it and you change it and you create what you want to do. Right. With it. Well, you use different hot sauce than I use because I don't. <laughs> I never heard of that hot sauce before, and I cannot think. Gosh, if Andrew was around, I. It may come to you Andrew. before it's, it's over. But yeah. this is a tahini sauce. It's delicious. Yes. Um, and you can buy it at any of the grocery stores. Cool. Uh, some of them have lime in it, which is a key to the street corn. Um, even my uh, um, cream sauce that I put over the or rub the corn with has a little bit of, of lime in it. Oh. So and you drizzle it at the at the end. Did, so, and I noticed that the, the cut, you cut a normal size uh, cob of corn in half and then slice it up into Riblets, or I mean, because each of those little corns, right? They'll break off. Of yeah, yeah. Oh. Sometimes it'll you, you know, it's not going to go just, all the way down. It'll the first go time I saw them, I thought, "Oh, that's cute, baby corns." No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a, it's a large piece of corn. Okay, you just cut it down. Okay, right. well that makes sense. And so, you st- did you eat these someplace one time and thought, "I got to do this at my restaurant"? No, I hadn't had not eaten them till I creep. Created this recipe. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
But I can taste it in my I, mind. I, I mean, um, you know how that goes. Things? I do. But normally it's because I saw or I thought I tasted it. I saw a I picture. somewhere else. Yes. Oh, you did? Yes, oh, okay. Yes, yes, okay. I did. So it starts. Yes. Wow, that looks really good. What's Correct. I have no idea, but I'm going to go home and make it up. Exactly. My dad was exactly <laughs> the same way. He would, and sometimes he'd ask to speak to the chef. Sometimes the chef was open-minded enough to share. Sometimes not so much, but he would go home. And spread out on his on his cutting board, and all all of the ingredients to try and figure out what's in this. There's sure. the, yeah, okay, yep. celery, carrot. Mm-hmm. You can see the carrots because they're orange, you know, whatever. He would spend hours trying to duplicate on a pasto dip because this on a pasto is so delicious. I got all the ingredients now. What the heck how is much, the how sauce? How much of what goes yeah, into where? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what are the little flecks of seasoning that you can't identify or taste all by themselves? And the sauce, the juice of that antipasto dip was some kind of liquid something or other. So he always got close, but never able to absolutely duplicate. So this this uh, corn is rubbed with, uh, uh, well, it's a, a mayonnaise, uh, sour cream, Oh, um, a hot chili powder, some garlic, and cilantro, of course. So okay. all the oh, yeah. all the flavors you're you're familiar with Mexican with flavors. Mexican flavors. I'm curious exactly. now. Do we cook the corn ahead of time or yes. okay? Yeah, cook the corn in whatever. How do you Actually, cook your corn on the cob? Okay, so first you have to blanch them and then cut them into the ribs. Oh, okay. I finished these in the oven today. Oh, um, you can put them right on the grill though. You can oh. deep fry them. Okay. Uh, any any amount of ways could be done. You want to get them heated, but uh, since they're blanched, since they're blanched, when you cut them, they don't need too much. They don't need too much more cooking. So 10 minutes in the oven, a couple minutes in the fryer. Then nothing else to it. Right. And then you, then you go with the building of it. So then you put the cream on it and you put all these goodies on top. So the tahini sauce, um, another little squirt of sour cream, a squeeze of lime and, there you have it. Do you ever, maybe not at the restaurant because you've got time, but my dad would get a great huge soup pot, fill it with water, some salted water, not crazy salt, but salted mm-hmm. water and milk and put the corn, yep, stand I've, up the corn cobs in the milk and then just get it, bring it to a light boil or a quick boil, then turn the heat off because you, you don't want to really cook a corn on the cob if it's if it's fresh, then you don't need to cook it. Just heat it all the way up. Right. You've, you've, you're rem- nodding. So you've done it that way. Um, that reminds me of another life many years ago when I was canning and freezing corn. Oh, sure. That that, that was the you process that, that we did. it. Yeah. Okay. The other way that I have seen and done myself a few times is get a corn still in the husk. Mm-hmm. Soak it in water. Mm-hmm. Then put a, a towel, then put them on a plate, stack them up on a plate, put a towel over them, put them in the microwave for how many ear are there, a couple of minutes per ear of corn, put them in the microwave and huh. heat them up that way. Oh, I've never thought of that. I thought you were going to say uh, grilling them on the, with the husk oh, on it. I've yeah, done that yeah. too. Grill That's them what on I, yeah, I was nodding going, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> done that. Long as you make sure to remember to get them wet first. Yes. Otherwise yes. they catch fire and yeah. come back out to your grill later <laughs> and you think, hey, my corn on the cob is on fire. That's not going to be very tasty. <laughs> Not quite what I had in mind when I you, want smoke. A little corn. char when you do it on the grill uh, without the husk, getting a little char yeah, on it does bit. that's that changes the, the again, flavor. Yep, and that's again um, a classic Mexican street corn. Is it? Yeah. Well, you know, and I I know that, but it never. I don't even know why it never connected 
that, wow, this street corn is delicious. A little blackened, you know, I uh, like fish, all the things that happen to food when you get them charred, a mm-hmm. pepper, mm-hmm. even tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I laughed with uh, some guests a few weeks ago about beets. I don't like beets unless you oh. cook them on the grill and then oh. they're awesome. I and think I remember you talking about yeah. this. Yeah. You and your son did it one time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I Years ate them ago. in the dark. I had no idea <laughs> yes. what I was eating. They were just so good. I remember that. I don't know why until someone pointed it out later. It was probably you. You know, Hayes, the reason they taste different and so delicious is because you cooked them. You blackened them. And that char is not something you peel off. No. The char is the part you eat that makes everything else that's in there really, really good. It and just enhances that earthiness out of the beets. Yeah. And it changes the flavor of the street corn like this a lot. So you really get a chance to eat some deliciousness if you're cooking Mexican street corn, but you live in La Crosse. <laughs> there you, you go. Don't, you don't live next to anybody or spend any time there with friends from Mexico. You got to do it yourself. And if you didn't want to hassle with the corn on the, or the cob on the corn, you certainly can make this with just the kernels and eat it with a spoon and you're going to get the same, same flavors. Um, Just not, not as quite. Fun. Yeah, it's not quite as fun. And the right. presentation isn't quite as No, fun. no, but that you're doing that at home. And you're doing that because if you were my mom, or, well, probably my grandmother, she'd say, you know, eating with your bare fingers is just not very ladylike, not very polite. So <laughs> I took the corn off the cob because, and this was, of course, way back before there were the invention of the little pokey things that you stuck in the end of right. a corn. Well, she certainly Grandma. wouldn't like the next one. Uh-oh. Think we're eating with finger food? That's right. We'll talk about it when we come back. Yes, we will. We're Cooley Region Cooking with Mary Cody from Mary Cody's Restaurant in Onalaska. Cooley Region Cooks, we're doing it again. Mary Cody from Mary Cody's Restaurant in Onalaska with uh, this time around finger food. Literally eating with her fingers. Shrimp. You don't have to, but. Well, my grandmother wouldn't, <laughs> but that's all right. She would eat all the food that she could eat with a fork and corn on the. Well, in these days, not a problem because these days they, I don't even know what they're called. Pickers. We used to call them pickers. The pokey things, dad, where are those corn pokey things? Stick them on each end and they got a handle. Look, I got a handle for my corn on the cob. <laughs> then they were swords and then they were, that was a problem. Right. And a whole corn on the cob would end up on the yeah. ground. That's the one you're eating, buddy. <laughs> Dad. All right. So tell me about your, uh, your shrimp boil. Well, we. Um, Smells horrible, by the way. Just want to <laughs> pass that along. It all started this summer when uh, a company. <laughs> Once <laughs> upon a time. Out, <laughs> right, when a, a company um, wanted me to cater their employee party. And they were thinking about doing a shrimp boil in a New Orleans oh. type of theme. Sure, sure. And that was so exciting. It was like, yes, something a little out awesome. of the box. Yeah, yeah, know? a little crazy. Uh-huh. So we did. And it was awesome. It was fun. Um, had the big kettle out there. And did you? It all in a great big trough. And people came and picked it out. They didn't eat with their fingers. But um, <laughs> I get okay. it, though. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was really fun. And I thought, well, wow, why can't we just do this? individually to order type of a shrimp yeah. oil. So that's what we're going to do. Awesome. So starting this Friday night, we will start our shrimp oil. Uh, it'll be served in the round tins, kind of like a pie, well, that, like a pie. You saw the yeah. little, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a paella. Okay. You know, okay. Um, yeah. bowl type thing. Um, you get, it's a hearty portion. I mean, what you're looking at here 
is probably one and a half times. So you get really several shrimp, a couple of wow. corn. A uh, couple of corn, short, hunks of corn, a yeah. bunch of potatoes. Andouille sausage. A bunch of shrimp, some yeah. andu- oh, andouille sausage. And, and, oh, and yeah. And andouille. <laughs> yeah. And uh, andouille. Uh, and, awesome. and potatoes, crusty yeah. bread for dipping, and some coleslaw on the side. Oh, man. It, it'll be awesome. And one of these days, you'll be able to cater it at somebody's house and do it like, and I'm sure you've seen it when you were eating uh, out east. Uh, because I used to live in Hampshire million years, speaking of in a previous, previous life mm-hmm. and would go up north for uh, for seafood and fresh lobster and so forth. Went to a shrimp boil at one point because I didn't know what's why are all there. There's a bunch of fires on the beach. What's good? They're cooking something. Or I, I think I don't know. Let's stop and find out what it was. It was a shrimp. It was a fish boil. Yeah, because in that big 55 gallon drum <laughs> with boiling water and stuff were shrimp. And lobster and clams and I don't know what else, a bunch of seafood mm-hmm. and and uh, seaweed and seasonings <laughs> and so forth. Just a ton of stuff. And when it was when whoever was the, in charge said it's done, they would pick up big, huge guys with big, mm-hmm. huge uh, utensils because the pot, you know, that 55 gallon drum. Weighed a up ton. To here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big heavy duty gloves. Pick that up, tip it over sideways over a sieve to drain out all the water. Then take that giant pot over to a table that had edges on it, uh-huh. like a, like a jelly roll pan and just dump it out. Yep. And <laughs> you already you paid it. your money. You're, you pay whatever, 30 bucks a head and you got a plate and you got a fork and you got 80 million napkins Go eat which, whatever you want to eat. Oh, I forgot the corn. It's not just seafood, but corn on the cob was in there and potatoes and mm-hmm. whatever. And so if you only like shrimp, you could eat some corn and some mm-hmm. potatoes and understand that the guy right behind you only likes lobster. So you're eating the shrimp. He's eating the lobster. That's somebody right. else is eating crayfish. You can just pick your own. It was so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. And what a giant mess. But on the beach, so it didn't really matter. That's right. So that that's why we're trying to, you know, you think of a shrimp boil exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Where, uh, so this will be, you'll be able to negotiate it at the restaurant. It cool. won't be so uh You're not going to so just messy. dump it on the no, table and let gonna, them pick? Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. We won't do that. All right. Well, that would be some catering opportunity. Can you yes. come to my backyard and just yeah, dump so it on an, the table? If anybody is yes. looking for something different for a caterer. Yeah. Uh, event or and just creating so gonna, an event. I, have, do the I mer- have it. <laughs> that's cool. And that's important. If you've got it, then people will have that memory from a thing they did out east years ago. Sure. And now we can relive that. But in my backyard here in the Midwest. Thank you, Mary. Mm-hmm. And then, well, Door County with their fish boil. Oh, yeah. You know, very similar. Very. Um, using Messy and delicious. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And and. I'm, I was. I had a question a minute ago, but then I looked over at all that corn, and I'm trying not so, to slop. So after all over. you know, we put it into the pan, then it's drizzled with some butter. So that's what the crusty bread is so fun with. You can just kind of dip up all that yum um, sauces and flavors from the boil. Do you so. try to? Do you do any kind of Midwestern seasoning to try and? Bring those taste buds home, or do you keep it all East Coast? Yeah, it's, as authentic it's, it's as like possible. A, a seafood boil, um, Old Bay se- seasoning, oh, yeah, and so and forth. Yeah. What is the um, Zan? Zan? No, it's not Zanzibar. I know that's what you were gonna. What's this? What's I, I, the? Can I, you remember it, Courtney? Zana, do Zana Bell Zan? Uh, I can see it. Z A N. Zataran. 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 I got Zataran. it. <laughs> you did. You did. You beat me to it. Yeah, I could so, see it. And I like, I like that one. But you, you can even make your own. 
Oh, sure. You know, and Old Bay is a good, a good base. Right. Well, and I have a hard time, honestly. My dad used to do that all the time when my sisters would be singing songs and do the same kind of thing in the kitchen. You know, who, who sings this uh, song, honey? <laughs> uh, it's Paul McCartney and the Beatles. Yeah, the, really? Paul McCartney and the Beatles. Wow. They, they do a really good job singing this song, honey. Yeah, yeah, they do. You should let them sing it, <laughs> which was his very polite way of saying, if you're going to sing this song, do it quietly because these guys are good and you're not. <laughs> Same kind of thing. You know, the Zatarans, they make this, they do it for a living. Mm-hmm. They old Bay, you know, that's, that's why it's not young Bay because they've been doing it for a really long time. And it's yours some things that you just can't right, make better. Some things you just can't, yeah. you know, you can, you can doctor up a, a, a bloody Mary and so forth because then it's your bloody Mary, but some things you just can't uh, mess with. That's right. That's you right. You just can't. And, oh man, that is really, that's really good. Good. That shrimp good, was good. delish, really fun. How often do you sit down? I know that catering is a big part of your business. How often do you sit down with people and they think, well, and we're going to have, it's a wedding, so we'll all be dressed up. So it can't be too spaghetti saucy or marinara messy. Uh, and it's going to be in December. Okay, so you've got those two things in mind. But after that, Mary, we have no idea what to feed our hundred guests or our, you know, two, whatever, what's the, what, do you have an average, what's the average wedding cater that you do? Meaning How number? many people? Yeah. About 150 to 200. Huh. Okay. So, we all did, right. We did 300 this past week. But that's unusual. I mean, you do them. Of course, I know yeah. you could, but you don't get a lot of 300 guests. I have another weddings. one coming up almost. Oh, now don't lie to me about it. Of course. So you 300 you, is. No, you, yeah. you are correct. The, the average I would say is about 150. Okay. Yeah. So when somebody sits down and says, we've got 150 guests. And our wedding's in December. After that, I have no idea. Cake at the end, uh, you know, champagne at the beginning. Now, ready, go. There are there are more people that are um, have never experienced a caterer, sure, or have gotten married, so they have lots of those questions. They don't know, right? And so, well, and if the they're first, doing, it, yeah, yeah, the, 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 they're the guest. They were guests the last time. <laughs> right. They had no idea what went on at the beginning. So the first thing usually I'm asked is, what is the most popular? Um, the second one is, oh, I don't want to stay away from chicken. It's always so dry at these events, you know, those types sure, of sure. things. So I assure them my chicken is not dry. <laughs> right. You know, and, and so then we go through it. I ask them if there's any family favorites, if there's any traditions that they have, they want to do a theme, um, obviously dietary. Sure. Uh, anything you're allergic might, yeah, to, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And remind the, the couple that it's their day. It's what, what do you like? Right. You know, um, yes, it's great to be sensitive and. Uh, sympathetic to to the people that are coming, but nevertheless, it's your day. Do you ever sit down with the bride and the groom and the mom and the mom and watch them argue and then say, look, you guys figure it out. Call me when you want me to come back to the table because clearly you have different parties in mind. It, no, no? I, I guess I, okay. I would have to say over the years, get no, along maybe well? maybe at the tasting, someone, ah. will, someone will say, well, this you is know, perfect. This is too or, spicy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, could we do a different sauce? But yeah. it's it's always cordial. I haven't is had it? any. Um, no fisticuffs? No fisticuffs. No bridezilla going no, on no, there? Not, no momzilla, no, whatever? I've been fortunate. Darn it. <laughs> I was looking for that videotape. That'd be fun to watch. Crazy. Well, and, and they're open to suggestions Absolutely. of whatever, you know, or someone would sit down and think, okay, tell me that what are the top four most favorite things? And you mentioned, and then the if it was me, I would say, okay, none of that. 
I don't want any of the favorites, right. whatever we're going to do. Another thing you have to keep in mind is how far you're traveling for that cater out. What holds the best? Oh, sure, sure. You know, so if you want to have, for some reason, baked cod, it's not going to hold. It's going to be flaky. Right. It Unless will drive. neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So if you're driving 60 miles away and I have to hold that food, that won't happen. That's so not work. there's a lot of details that we we talk about before coming up with sure, that sure. final menu. That's a, that's a good idea. Do you ever, do you ever do any of the prep work on site? Uh, mostly I come in no, uh, all, all self-contained. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just curious. A lot of outside events these days, a lot of barns. Right. I'm sure you, you Oh know, sure. and they don't have kitchens. They have, they have space. Well, and the first thing that I thought of, cause I saw one, I was looking, poking around online yesterday for a fire pit and I saw an outdoor kitchen, an outdoor stove, an oven, like a pizza oven. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, you could just have a party and what are you having? Bring your own ingredients. We'll make a pizza. That would be fun. Mary Cody's going to cater, but uh, 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 we're gonna, you have to make your own. Yeah. So come on over. That would be a fun event. We're Cooley Region Cooking with Mary Cody on WIZM. Be right back. Cooley Region Cooks Thursdays, 10 to 11. See how much fun it is? I'm telling you, you should be a part of it. Real easy to do. In fact, we can find a Thursday that works for you. It's that simple. We're in for uh, about an hour, a little less than an hour, and and we'll have some fun. We'll have some laughs because, as my dad said, that's why the program began. If you're not having fun in the kitchen, you are doing it wrong. Everybody's got to eat. Might as well make it fun. Otherwise, you're just slapping peanut butter on bread. (laughs) And you can only do that a couple of different ways till you realize, man, this is getting really boring. Bologna and cheese only goes so far before you have to start repeating, repeating, repeating. That's why I invited Mary Cody, who could take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and make it 28 different ways. And you'd never get tired of it because the creativity. Do you wake up in the middle of the night? Are you one of those keep a pad and pen next to your bed in case you roll over and think, oh, I got to remember that. Uh, Maybe years and years ago, yeah, but not, so not much anymore. anymore. Now I just sleep. Yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> well, you're catering so much. You probably don't. You got to sleep because tomorrow you're going to cater for a party of 300 again. <laughs> Yikes. That's crazy. Well, good for you, though. You know, yeah. your reputation is way out there. Everybody knows if it's Mary Cody catered, then it's going to be awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Appreciate well, that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad. Well, and, you know, it's, I was only, I was trying to think of a sales pitch. Luckily for you, I couldn't think of a pitch about, well, you know, if it's, we can do most of the setup and then you could come out to the house and cook the pizza. I got this great hue. I don't, but if I had a great, I got this great big fire pit. We could fire up and finish the, uh, the shrimp boil at my house. We can do the cod. It won't keep but we could cook it at my house sure. Uh, out on the deck in the backyard or, you know, something. So there are op- opportunities exist depending on what kind of services are available wherever you're going. That's right. And and we do uh, grill on site uh, oh, do events you? also. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So whether it's flexibility is everything and, yeah, these days, burgers and, and uh, Vienna yeah. hot dogs, like, like we did the other, other day. And we have some coming up that have tenderloin on their menu. So really grilling the tenderloins on site. On site. Yeah. Oh, God. That's kind of that would be that would be a tough sell. Yeah. We grilled these tenderloin yesterday. We'll just warm right. them up for you. <laughs> and they, yeah, they don't hold very well. So. Yeah, no, they're not as good tomorrow as they are today. Right. They're not bad if it's a good tenderloin, but, you know. Exactly. Leftovers are going to be a little bit different. 
All right. So what's your next catering? I don't care about who, but what's the menu for your next catering? Do you remember? It, well, I have a couple um, showers, birthday parties, uh, retirement party. You know, a lot of those are platters of uh, of appetizers, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, the charcuterie boards that are so popular that we add, you know, uh, our sure. own touches sure, to sure. it. So, uh, the hot things. I know charcuterie is generally just meat and cheese, some fruit, maybe some nuts or chocolate. But if you're doing it on site, then there can be a hot thing or a sure. juicy thing because it's on site. And yeah, your charcuterie board has a little bowl to keep it from running out all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And we do uh, bruschetta platters and, oh. and those type of things, shrimp platters. Um, Yum. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are going for uh, the smaller slider buns or the silver oh, dollar yeah, bun. Absolutely. Uh, with either chicken salad. Dinner rolly kind of thing. Yeah. Something easy and light for the summer. Right. Uh, crab cakes are always a. A big one. Well, and I do the same thing when I come to your restaurant for dinner. I don't want a big plate of this delicious thing because that means they can't only have a bite of whatever somebody else is having on theirs. And I want half of this or a quarter of this and a quarter of that. And a quarter. what'd you have for dinner? Four different things. What? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. You know, that's one from each category. Right, you know? <laughs> right. I didn't have dinner. I had appetizers and a bottle of wine and and dessert. It was awesome. And during the summer, I think that is how people like to eat. It isn't like they want to be bogged down unless you're really hungry for a certain thing. Um, small plates, tapas, if you will, yeah. you know, have been popular for a long time. Uh, so that's that's what we're hoping to do with some of our new appetizers is to have more like a little a small plate and, yeah. and you can enjoy. But tapas and you don't, are always good. And they're, they're good with a cocktail or a beer, too. They're absolutely. Not, not just wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Absolutely. A beverage of choice. Correct. And if you're doing two or three different uh, uh, tapas, appetizers, you're bound to find one that goes perfectly f with your brandy old fashioned or whatever. <laughs> Where are you from? You're a your Wisconsin favorite. Correct. Correct. Love that. Love that. Uh, is there anything else coming out on the menu in the next week? We've done we did the mozzarella dogs. We did the shrimp boil. Mary Cody style. Well, yes. Now that you say that, it provokes me to think that we're bringing back the stuffed mushroom with the tenderloin um, bite, I guess, or. Oh, that's uh, a bummer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Yeah, so I don't stuffed, know. <laughs> stuffed mushroom and they're, they're big mushrooms. So you get a nice little piece of tenderloin, uh, stuffed You're in kidding. it. It's and a mushroom cap that's stuffed with tenderloin. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. With a little Demi red wine sauce on it. And that yeah. sounds horrible. <laughs> I better come over and taste test. I'm not sure those are good I, for the menu yet. I probably should. I should have probably had a taste. No, no, that's right. This is not till when do they go on the menu? Next week? Uh, next Two week. weeks? Next, next week. week. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Mushrooms <laughs> stuffed with tenderloin. Only for Mary Cody's restaurant. Who else would think of that? Well, Yikes. you know, you get tired of sausage. <laughs> right, right. Well, you got to you got to step that game up a little bit. They look just like, but they don't taste just like. Uh-huh. Where, where are you? You know, look around here. Mary Cody's always thinking of the creative way to make something just as delicious. And I tell people that a lot. Hey, you know, you can get smoke this and smoke that. And it's it's if you start with a really good piece of meat, a really good ingredients, the smoke is what's going to make it taste a little different. And you can have two or three different favorites right. because they're different. Right. Yeah. Speaking of different on our fish fish fry Friday nights. We also offer a broiled Mediterranean cod. Oh. So it has a basil pesto, obviously, and 
uh, served cherry. by a belly dancer? Uh, no. No? No? <laughs> cherry tomatoes, I got onions, that, garlic. I got that outfit and everything for you, Mary. <laughs> well, you know, you want to stop over, that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be an awful lot of fun. I learned how to play ballet like is and be all set. There you go. So that's that's something um, we have done in the past, but uh, just to- All right, well, t- what, what makes cod Mediterranean? It's just- Olives. Our topping oh. uh, on it. You okay. Know, it's a broiled uh, cod instead of just- Broiled and, okay. and served with butter or tartar sauce. Right. You know. It, or deep it, fried or, you know, same as same exactly. as same old. It gives it uh, a little different. Yeah. Yep. yep. Are, are baked fish becoming any more popular on, you know, Friday night fish dinners? Opposed to the. Uh, deep fried. Deep fried. Yeah. Uh, uh, I always wondered. It's, it, it depends. Some nights, yeah. It, they would, it would be over and above. Right. And then, well, and for me personally, it's less about, you know, less calories is not a deep fried food isn't good for you, fat guy. And it's less about that because I just won't eat all the fish. I learned about everything in moderation, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, a baked fish tastes like fish and right. whatever the seasonings are, a deep fried thing can, depending on where you go, can taste like deep fried Tastes like breading. It's like the, you know, you get a deep fried something, a chicken sandwich at a restaurant, a sometimes fast foodie, and it's breaded and then deep fried and it's put in a bun. Right. So it's all. Well, it's yeah. double bread. Exactly. I want some chicken and maybe a bun and some cheese and some ingredients, you know, That's some why seasonings. We, we, we really concentrate in having our batter uh, a thin coat so you yeah. can get that, that, all that. A dusting batter. of yeah, batter. Exactly. Yeah. I want my fish yeah. fry to taste like fish. That's the best way to make it happen. Thank you very much for keeping my taste buds. And I'm sure it was, Hayes isn't going to like this. It's too, the batter is too (laughs) thick. We'll start that in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. I hate that guy. Who is that guy? He makes us do this again and again and again, because I want the ingredients to taste like the ingredients, not like the batter or the grease. You know, if you're going to deep fry it, it's going to taste oily. I want it baked and deli- or blackened. Oh, sorry, oh, Mr. Yeah, Hayes. We, do that too. we left this under the broiler a little too long. Perfect. I'll take them both. <laughs> That's awesome. Mary Cody's restaurant. Uh, <clears throat> open. Are you open seven days a week these days in the nope, summer? Nope. Just Thursday through Saturdays right now. We're still looking okay. for a breakfast cook, another prep okay. cook. Okay. So come and join us. And then we can open up for more. In, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking to have fun in the kitchen, Mary Cody's restaurant. Look for her up in Alaska, across from Grand River uh, Crossing, uh, Dash Park. Right on the corner. It's hard to miss. Hey, thanks, thanks for coming over. Thank yep. you. Oh, and if you want Kate, if you want your party catered by one of the people that have more fun in the kitchen than anybody I know, <laughs> how do they get a hold of you to do that? Uh, call the restaurant 608-519-2200. Or you can go to the website and shoot me a message. Mary Cody's Restaurant. Yes. Uh, Facebook too, right? Correct. All right. Mary Cody's Restaurant in Onalaska. So look for her. And I'm telling you. You will have a catered party like nobody's business. So good. Thank you very much for yes, coming over. Yes, thank you. Can I get you to come back in the fall sometime? Uh, we'll have to We can talk calendar, about yeah. all different <laughs> ingredients because, you know, it'll be a whole different season. That's right. We'll be back. Cooley Region Cooks. See you next Thursday right here on WIZM Lacrosse. If you are or you know somebody that you think should be in the kitchen, then get in touch with me, Mike at wizmnews.com. We can make it very easy for you to come in uh, and, and be on Cooley Region Cooks. 